0: You are listening to The Eva Show, and I'm your host, Eva Miller. Welcome to episode 31. Today I'm going to ask you a question that is probably (laughs) going to seem really odd at first. When I ask it, you might feel confused and think, what? It's April. Why are you talking about that now? But when I tell you what it is, if it's something that pertains to you, if it's something you participated in, your body's probably going to have a visceral... Reaction to my question. And it's probably going to fall into one of two categories. You're either going to immediately contract and shrink on the inside, kind of like, you know, when you get elbowed by somebody or poked with a needle, or maybe you'll feel expansive and big, you know, like when you're having a conversation with someone and the topic is really interesting and your interest is peaked and you kind of shift in your seat and you find yourself leaning forward a little bit toward the person that you're talking to. And if you didn't participate in it, I pinky swear there is something in here for you because this episode is about your beliefs along the journey and not quite as much as whether you're struggling or failing or succeeding per se. So let's get going. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. Okay, so I told you I was going to ask you a question, and here it is How are your New Year's resolutions going? I know that might seem like it's coming out of left field, but I was thinking the other day about how businesses and corporations of all sizes and types run quarterly financial reports. And the reports tell them how much they profited or lost and how much their expenses were. And it compares it to the previous quarter and the same quarter, the previous year or years, along with a whole bunch of other information. And the whole purpose of gathering all that information is to help the company know how to shift or pivot themselves so they can ultimately be more profitable, right? And I know that you're not a business, you're a human being. But the thing that is applicable to us is the value of checking in periodically to see if we're still headed in the direction we want our lives to be going. And I thought we could explore this today. So maybe when I asked how your resolutions are going, your answer would be loud and proud. They're awesome. I'm consistently hitting my goal of running a 1,000 miles a week. I quit smoking. I stopped yelling at the kids and my husband. I stopped eating sugar and drinking soda, so I've lost 97 pounds so far. I've saved 20 grand by not buying cigarettes. I learned how to speak Portuguese, and I've got that new TikTok dance on lock. But for most people, it would probably be something along the lines of, Well, I did great for the first few weeks, but then my kids got the stomach bug and they gave it to me and I gave it to my husband. He gave it to the dog and I tried pushing through and I struggled, but in the end, it all kind of fell apart by Valentine's Day. And then we know what usually happens after that, right? It's put away in a closet somewhere in the back of your mind and it doesn't see the light of day until late December when you think about making resolutions for next year. You have already in you that disappointment and the discouragement, and if you're honest, maybe some judgment. But whether you're experiencing success in this area or not, whether you even made any resolutions or not, could we talk about the headspace that is involved around all of this? Because what you think about a circumstance leads to you having feelings, and your feelings. Lead to your behavior, and your behavior dictates your outcome. And when your outcome isn't what you wanted or hoped for, you might think back to your behavior and question where it could have been different or better. And maybe you think back to what you were feeling at the time to see how that might have influenced you. But you probably don't go back to the root issue, which is what your thoughts were that were surrounding some of the resolutions that you made. It seems like when it comes to resolutions it's really just involves making a list of all the things you don't like or about yourself or that annoy you about yourself and then you pick one or more of those things to change that you don't like so basically it kind of has a tone of seeking perfection and you probably start with what you don't want You don't want to be fat. You don't want to be broke. You don't want to eat crappy food. You don't want to be dumb. You don't want to be lazy. And the the desire for those things is not bad, of course. But can you see how shame and judgment seem to steer the ship of the resolutions? And then when you misstep or you slip or falter or just straight up fall off the wagon altogether, You don't have the right tools or the mindset to get you back on track, and then you're more frustrated and even more discouraged than you were before. But what if you flipped it on its head by taking a different approach? Because you already know what it feels like and looks like when the negative emotions are driving your behaviors, right? So what would it look like and what could you accomplish if instead you came at it from a place of grace and kindness and compassion as you loved yourself into and through establishing a new habit, because that's what most resolutions are, right? We're trying to quit a bad habit or start a, a new good one. And this headspace and trying to love yourself with kindness and compassion and grace, it's not just in... Employing that when you look around and go, ah, my resolutions kind of fell apart. But it's even more than that. It's how were they made? What spirit were they made in? Because since how you do one thing is how you do everything, and if the care you give yourself is rooted in love and kindness and grace and compassion, how much more of all of those will you be able to give to other people? If deep down, you're trying to go from feeling worthless about yourself to worthy, don't you think that vibe of negative emotions driving your behavior is eventually going to affect the people around you that you love the most? You know, like I said, most resolutions are usually about habits and behaviors. And I know that not all, not all are, but I'm going to use that in as, as an example. So what? would grace and compassion have to say about the habit you wanted to change or create at the first of the year if you didn't already think you were broken and needed to fix yourself in some way? You can decide to lose weight by changing some habits. And maybe you'll say, I'm going to drink 100 ounces of water a day because I want to curb my cravings for sweets. And that's okay. It's effective. But that may not carry you because you're still focused on the negative habit of eating sweets. Love might come in and say, let me lead. You're going to drink 100 ounces of water a day because your body is mostly made up of water and the water is nourishing to your temple. And then during the times when you stumble or trip, love might tell you, hey, you're making great strides. Kindness would tell you you're getting better. You're getting stronger. Compassion would help you straighten yourself up after you've tripped or fallen. And grace would tell you to just keep going. You know that old saying about not throwing out the baby with the bathwater? Well, you, my friend, are the baby, and the bathwater is your old way of feeling about things. You don't have to throw yourself away. You're already worthy, and there's nothing you can do to be worthier. There are things you can do to be healthier. Things you can do to be wealthier, things you can do to be smarter or more relaxed, but nothing can make you more worthy. So can you lovingly tweak things about yourself instead of thinking you have to throw it all out and start over? That's your challenge this week, my friend, to do a quarterly check-in on some of the goals and desires you had for 2023. Ask yourself why you wanted that goal or why you wanted to change that particular habit. Be honest. Ask yourself if there's a version of you that maybe didn't love you enough to do whatever that particular habit change was. Ask yourself if you need to plan or prepare differently. Ask yourself what you need to think differently so that your feelings will be different. The circumstance of it's raining isn't bad or good. But if you don't like rain and you think, oh man, it's going to be a bad day because it's raining. And then you feel unmotivated to do the thing you were going to do because it's raining now. And instead of doing the thing you were going to do, you sit around on the couch and watch TV. At the end of the day, you're going to feel kind of crappy about the outcome that you got. But it didn't start with sitting on the couch. It started with how you felt about the rain. And sometimes our brains don't want to do the hard work of digging into why do I think this is, but why is one of the most powerful questions we can ask ourselves. And if you don't do that, if you don't ask yourself why and dig in, what story will you keep on believing? How many habits will you keep running with that aren't serving you? You are powerful and brilliant. And I believe in your ability to peel away the layers of who you thought you were supposed to be so you can become who you've always wanted to be. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, changemaker. That's it for me this time. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're interested in working with me, you can book a Blue Skies Discovery call. It's totally free. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for being here. Talk to you next Monday.